What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Stick Talk episode. We don't know anymore. We stopped keeping track. But uh, today <laughs> we have Dr. Sterling Peterson on. Welcome on, man. Appreciate it, man. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely. Grateful to have you. So we connected through Simon actually here in Tampa. Mm -hmm. um, we record the show right here in Tampa. Sterling lives nearby in Clearwater. Figured to be a great guest to, to talk about how you kind of merged the practice of chiropractic. Would you say chiropractic or <laughs> chiropractic? I don't even know. But <laughs> merging medical practice with business and social media, it's uh, going to make for a really interesting episode. So if you want to yeah. just start by giving us a little bit of your backstory, who you are, what you're about, what you're currently up to for the audience. Yeah. I know you. Yeah, man. I appreciate that. So um, to start, uh, you know, overall, I would say I'm a chiropractor. Um, and that's kind of the main core of, of who I am and how I've been able to brand myself and to be able to grow my business. Um, that's kind of like the platform that everything else is able to grow off of. Um, but on a broader term, it's more like health and fitness and wellness. Yep. So that's the other stuff that interests me. And as I continue to grow my brand and grow other interests, that is like the category, just health almost, that that I think that I, I have a ton of interest in uh, expanding to. Um, how I got here, I would say, well, I moved to Florida two years ago. Nice. Which I can't from believe. From New York? I, I can't believe it's been two years. No, from California. Oh, nice. So I moved from California two years ago, and we came here for the family business. So my parents are chiropractors. Wow. Uh, so it's a family biz. Uh, I've been adjusted my whole life. And... Um, we came here basically, we uh, came here because of COVID essentially, and all of the restrictions and basically all of the changes were not conducive to what we believed in. Yep. And also was not good for small businesses, for growth. It was tough to hire. It was hard to get certain types of employees. Um, it was just, you know, it's just a tough market. Everyone can make it, but in the end, it was like, is this where we are hoping to put our energy and our money for the rest of our life? And it was, we decided no. So it was between Texas and Florida. Yep. We started off in Florida and stayed here. And um, yeah, so that's how I got here. And uh, I'm a big fan of Florida. Yep. So. I said New York because we moved here from New York a year and a half ago, and every time we meet somebody, they're like, "Oh, we're from New York too." <laughs> yeah. Not out the you know we don't agree with all the lockdowns and stuff, and Florida's definitely the spot, man. So mm -hmm. my my first question is, to me, you're you're one of the most unique situations where you're you have a big social media presence, so it almost seems like you're more than the typical doctor, where yeah, you're very skilled at what you do, obviously, but you're able to put your own spin on it and like make a personality and brand off it. So mm -hmm. just going back to becoming a chiropractor, like how long did you have to go to school? What's the process like? Did, like, what do you do after undergrad to get the certification and become a doctor? Like, what was that whole process like? Yeah, so it is a, it's a bit of a, it's a trek. You have to get an undergraduate degree and then you have to get all, and then you have obviously have to hit certain amount of requirements to get accepted into chiropractic school. So you know, you have to have a certain type of, uh, you know, if it's health or science or something, or you just add on certain classes, then you go to chiropractic school. And that's a three and a half to four year journey. Mm. If you don't fail a single class and you pass yeah. everything, which I did not. Yeah. But uh, I know I had some people who were there five years plus just because it's hard. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you have kids in a family, like all I had to do was school and that was hard enough. Yep. So other people, it was like their second career. And that, you know, just adds extra stuff to it. Um, so then you do that. Then 
then you kind of just are able to start as a chiropractor. Like I thought I went into chiropractic school and I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to graduate and I'm going to be an incredible chiropractor just off the rip, you know? Mm. Then I got out of chiropractic school and I was like, oh, like people are going to pay me now to like adjust them. And they like trust me with like everything. And, and the good thing about school is it teaches you how to be a safe, competent chiropractor but that's really it. Not an amazing chiropractor or in a specific type of a niche. Or and like a business owner as well, right? Yeah. They don't tell you a lot about the business side. Not enough. And hopefully it's changed. But I would say a good amount of, of chiropractors who come out kind of can jump into a, a tough type of a situation. Like, you know, in some type of an associateship where they have to sign a contract where they're kind of stuck for two years and they're like, Oh, I didn't really know this yeah. is the situation or so I wish I learned that in chiropractic school. And it was just kind of my own curiosity that drove me to kind of force myself to educate myself about business entrepreneurship, like what other avenues are there? How do I be a little bit different? All that. Were your parents a big help for you too? Just because they have so much experience and did they, I guess, could they take some of the credit for getting you off to a super quick start? Absolutely. So, so that was huge because I didn't have to start uh, with like having to open up my own office yeah. or having to take out a whole bunch of debt to do that. Cause I'm like, well, this is what everybody does. So let me do that. I'm glad I didn't do that. Or, you know, so that was great. Cause I was able to kind of get my feet wet slowly and steadily. And then my dad, he's a chiropractor and he was like, look, I'm going to start you off and I'm going to treat this as an apprenticeship over, over anything else. So yeah. I was like, I just shadowed him for three months before I even touched a patient. I just observed. I did the notes. I didn't even touch a patient for three months. Then he's like, okay, good. Now I'll, I'll slowly start to introduce you to patients. And then it was kind of like that slow transition instead of you jumping straight away and you're kind of overwhelmed and it's like a lot. So I had that, I was, I was able to be afforded that kind of onset into chiropractic and that absolutely helped a lot for sure. I think one of the interesting things about like chiropractors in general and like, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but from what I've heard, like I feel like there's a negative connotation with chiropractors in general, like in the world of like science and doctors mm -hmm. because of like the risk and the danger of like some of the work that you do. So like, what would you say to people out there that might be uh, having second thoughts of going to a chiropractor. Like, have you had to deal with, you know, just trying to build trust with potential customers to get them to come in and, and work with you? Or what is it, has that been like a pain point or what does that yeah, look like? It's not as huge of a pen, pain point as you might think. Uh, if a person is truly scared, they're just not even going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not even coming in, you know, and that's a different conversation. That might be, you have to educate them in a different way. Um, but I would say, you know, chiropractic is generally very, very safe. Now, there's anomalies and strange kind of situations that happen, but um, compared to other practices, it's extremely safe. And, and you can tell that by when you get, like, uh, as a chiropractor, you have to get some malpractice insurance. That in comparison to other doctors or um, hospitals or other, other types of, you know, um, other types you of as the doctor taking on more risk than the other doctors. No, no the, the, the other way around. The opposite. It's the extremely opposite. cheap because okay. cases against you are so few and far between that they're like, you're not really like a At high risk. High risk. Wow. Yeah. I, I never would have expected that. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to expect the opposite. It, it's so rare 
because generally, and also when you're a good chiropractor, you, you understand, you know, and this takes some time, but you understand like what type of people you can adjust. And then, you know, a point that, that like my dad would always say as a chiropractor is a good chiropractor, he knows um, when to adjust and when not to adjust. So you have to know that distinction. That is what will be able to save you in the case of like, you're like, something does not feel right. Let's get you a little bit more, let's get some more information on this situation. And then that might show there was a fracture or something else that you're concerned about that mm. is smart to check out, you know? So yeah. for you, like, the, the thing that I'm always interested to hear is like, entrepreneurship these days, a lot of, a lot of, entrepreneurs in general these days run passion businesses, right? So they've found a way to monetize a skill set, a hobby, an interest into a business model. And that sounds like exactly what you've been able to do. So like what came first for you? Were you into entrepreneurship early on or was that something you stacked onto? Like I know everything about chiropractic yeah. things and that's what I want to do for business. Like I guess, how did it unfold for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I, I always kind of think about if I, if I, had to start my school journey like half a decade afterwards if I would have still gone into chiropractic or not or just some other health field or something but when I was in college it was still like you go to college you do this you go to chiropractic school you, you know chiropractic is a it was just a bit more traditional like if I had a kid in school today I'd be like I don't know why you need to go to college. Yeah. If you're not trying to be a chiropractor or something that so you like need to be a classic like med school, like you're right. very focused and driven in your so, school. And also I played sports in college. I, okay. I, I played soccer. So I was like, well, I have to go for soccer and then I'll find. So it's just a bit more like, I just thought this is the path that everyone took. Yeah. But I didn't understand like entrepreneurship necessarily and what the potential is. And then also like how much I need to make as a person to enjoy the type of stuff your that lifestyle, I like. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. And honestly, I would credit uh, Grant Cardone. I read 10X when I was in chiropractic yeah, school. That's great. And I was like, maybe there's something that like... He does a great... Our producer's back there laughing because <laughs> he does like the best Grant Cardone impression really? ever. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Also, yeah, I, I, I bet a lot of people are curious. How much does a typical chiropractor make? Um, so as an employee or an owner of their own business... Let's say you're an owner of different. like a small single practice. If it's just you and you have um, one person maybe uh, at the front desk and you have it optimized, I think you, you can make a decent amount. You can make probably 150 to 200, 225, depending on how optimized, but you're hustling, that's a lot. And you're the only yeah. guy there. If it's you, there, a two room office, your overhead. But, but uh, what's good is that you keep it all, except for your employee. Uh, but the bad side is you hit a, you hit a, you hit a ceiling kind of quickly. And then, and then it's a big conundrum of like, do I add somebody because they take away from my profit, but how much are they going to get me? And it's this kind of back and forth as an employee, as a chiropractor, you're probably like where you're under somebody. Yeah. You're, it's, it's not amazing, but it's like anywhere from 80 to a hundred. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is enough. I, I, I want chiropractors to make more. And that's why I want to teach chiropractors other, th other, other ways to go out on their own and other avenues. Like that's why I do concierge, which is like my new, uh, my new venture, um, which is where I'm traveling to people. Now I don't have it figured out yet, but stay tuned because I want to 
uh, teach others how to go into business for themselves if that's the type of person that they are and what is possible in doing that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I saw you were uh, over in Miami doing adjustments for a volleyball tournament or something. Is that... Did I that bet you did see that. Yeah. <laughs> All Tell the us models? a little bit yeah, more about what you saw. I was really interested in seeing <laughs> what how else my, uh, did you see? my friend was working. Can yeah. you go into a little bit more detail just for the audience, especially yeah. those on audio? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so basically what he's talking about is I went to this event called Model Volleyball, which is pretty self-descriptive. <laughs> and uh, it's a charity event in Miami. And I know the guys who put it on. Mm. And uh, basically all the modeling agencies in Miami, they all get together for charity, of course. <laughs> and uh, they compete and then they win and, and then they're able to donate. But it's turned into like into such an event where like you have artists coming. There's a bunch of brands there. Um, it's a two day event. They just have like a DJ there. It, it's it's just a ton of energy. It's just Miami. It's just it's a, it's a total <laughs> Miami thing. Like can only be done in a place like Miami. But that's the type of gig you're looking for. Is like go off on your own, do a bunch of adjustments for a weekend in Miami, come back. Like that's the the path you're looking to take with your business moving forward. You'd say. Yeah, I mean, that's the opportunity to be able to just go to an event like that is mm -hmm. what's cool. Yeah. You know, and um, and then I'm able to put myself in that situation where like, if you're in a traditional office, they're like, how do we capitalize on this? But when you're a, a solopreneur, you know, you're, you're your, own, your own brand and everything, I can go and I can get a ton of patience or just interested people that are like, I wanna collaborate with you. Or, and the other thing, which I think is important about content is it's a great avenue to meet people and to make friends because yep. it's like, let's collaborate on something instead of like, Let's just hang out and have drinks. It's like, let's do a podcast. I'd rather do something. Do yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just like this. You can actually get like a productive mm. situation out of it, which yep. I think is Yes, yeah, just staying on the topic of content, like what's super interesting for me is how big your social media following is with Instagram, TikTok. When did you start really growing it aggressively? And what would you say is the biggest contributing factor of your growth? I kind of know the answer. It's all your yeah. videos, adjustments, and... Yeah, the people that. What are about being them, adjusted. Christian? Yeah, <laughs> tell us. Because I, I would actually say it's the consistency aspect. Yeah, like scrolling I, through your Instagram, yeah. it's like 2019. Yeah. It's the same exact stuff, which is like, you show up every day, do the same thing for yeah. a long enough period of time, enough years, and then and then something will catch. So, I started actually doing this adjusting thing. I think 2019. It's in, it's on my Instagram. The first one I ever did was at Coachella. That's 20, cool. like 18 or 2019 before it got stopped for a couple so years. So you've been dealing with the same clientele since? Yeah, yeah. I said, this is a successful action. I should continue. It's but, like, oh, people like to look but, at them and there's a reason why their back is yeah. all messed up. Jesus, bro. But, oh, I might be good. <laughs> we're not like this yeah. usually, yeah, We're not like this. No, no, but, but I'll say, though, at that time, it was a bit not as it is today, which is hard, hard to tell because now you see everyone on TikTok or on Instagram, everyone's doing cracks and ASMR stuff and all that, right? But back then it was almost like in chiropractic, it was kind of like you were afraid to put your, your technique out there because mm -hmm. in the chiropractic profession, everyone is like, can be a bit harsh on like, oh, your angle of the adjustment wasn't proper or you didn't take it to the right tension or that's not the right technique for that move or, and so you're kind of like, Ugh. it's kind of like hard to put yourself out there. So I was actually concerned about that, but I was like, F it, I'm just gonna go for it. And then at that time it did way better than all my content. I was like, 
I might be, I might be onto something. And so then I slowly started to do a little bit more. And then, uh, you know, I did some in the office and I was like, cool. But I was like, I want to do stuff that's not what everybody sees, like in the office. So I was like, all right, I'm going to only do cool adjustments in cool places, like on the beach, at Coachella, at an event, on a boat, whatever. And that's kind of been like the fun. And I'm like, I want to make chiropractic like cool and fun and like a cool thing because I think it's amazing, you know. Were, yeah. were Instagram reels a thing back then or no? No. It was just Instagram posts. So did yeah. you notice like things started to grow exponentially once they released that? Yeah, Instagram Reels was great. And then I noticed on TikTok too. But now I'm kind of not out on TikTok completely, but I think Instagram. And then I think one thing I haven't capitalized enough on is YouTube, which I will get in on harder, but that they're now doing Reels and all that. So I think that Instagram and YouTube are probably the two strongest platforms for people like myself. And then I saw you got 110 million views on a reel, which is like far more than I've ever seen on a reel before. So how did that, did that just go viral right away or did it just take off out of nowhere? Like what, how that did was that crazy, man. Over a hundred million views. I'm like, I, I fucked up cause I did not capitalize on like making any money from that. Aside from like views and people reaching out, but like I didn't have a product I was selling. Yeah. I'm like, I messed that up big time. Just give me one cent. For every person, <laughs> you know, I would be a millionaire. But, um, but that took off pretty quickly within like a week or two. And I was like, oh my God, 4 million views, like 10 million views. I was like, this is crazy. And then it just went to like 40 million views. I was like, all right, I'm just like, I, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm yeah. just not going to mess with it because it's going to keep going. And then, and then it's just been slowly growing. And then a week or two ago, it went from like, it went from 70 mil to 100 mil just out of the blue. And this is like an eight month old reel, which wow. never happens on Instagram. Yeah. That's like a TikTok thing, right? Why do but you think like, that one? Just because you were on a boat? Yeah. Well, well, it's a girl in a bikini on a boat. Right. It's, it's the perfect combination of like, you get hooked in like extremely quickly and you're like, oh, she's attractive. And then you're like, what's happening here? And then you're like, oh, this is a cool kind of a visual thing. They're yeah. on a yacht. And then it's, you hear a loud crack and, and then, then that's the she has show, a reaction yeah. and then you're just like, and then it's over and you're like, I want to watch it again. And then <laughs> there's so many shares. Like I should show you the stats. Are there stats of how many people like replay it? Oh yeah, dude, I should show you. It's, it's actually mind blowing. Like how much it's just, I've I just, never seen that many. I can't even contemplate the numbers on it. Yeah. It's kind of wild. So I guess where I do you go it. from there? Cause like, you've been doing a lot of uh, like the same content, like you want to go on a YouTube, which I'd imagine like you want to do more long form. Like, do you have plans to check out those insights, bro? Kind of start to differentiate in, in the style of content you're putting out or is it just doubling down on, on stuff shit. like that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I, I want to, I actually just had this epiphany that I want to kind of be able to, to innovate a little bit more on the content. So I'm gonna keep doing what what is successful, but I want to like try some new stuff. So I have some new forms of like filming content, which I'm excited about, which I don't want to say until I like kind of figure it out. But um, hopefully, I can drive a new a new uh, tier and new quality of content. Yeah, which I'm super excited. All right, about. let's play a little over under here. So it got 106 million views. Over under 100,000 or a million likes. Over. Over. Say 1.7. Right, right at 1 million. Oh, wow. Over under 300,000 saves. Over. Like saved. Under. 
That's two hundred one thousand. Still pretty crazy. That's insane. And then <laughs> accounts reached over under seventy five million. Over if it got viewed a hundred million times, right? Well, accounting for people oh, that keep replays? replaying it. Over. It's probably under if there's eighty five million accounts reached. Wow. That's insane. That's that's yeah, insane. it's that's insane. So your biggest takeaway was like, that's great, but fuck, I wish I monetized it more, right? Yeah, and <laughs> then I realized, and then I and then I talked to these guys that are like, you, you know, who have cracked the code on other things such as online courses yeah. or some sort of some type of a digital platform or like a digital product to sell, mm -hmm. which is obviously the easiest because you don't have to fulfill shipments and other stuff like yeah. that. But then, you know, but then I think, but then I like to try to go against the grain and I'm yeah. like, is that now overplayed? And I'm like, is there like a physical product that I could sell? So this I'm, I'm kind of toying about, between. Are, yeah. are, is that your company that's like the board that you bring around? No, but I should get That's like your, you have like an affiliate yeah. right now? That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, I think awesome. that makes so much sense. It's like a mobile office for chiropractors, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. a cool course for you would be like, avoid having to come see me and like, here's a mobility course. Yeah. I actually have something just like that. That's sick. I talked to. And I you mentioned concierge a little bit ago. Can you just dive yeah. a little bit deeper into what yeah. that is? Yeah. So concierge for myself would be chiropractic or in this case, uh, concierge wellness. So it's a bit more inclusive than just an adjustment. Um, and what that is, is, is traveling to a person or their office uh, to adjust their team, but or to someone on their boat or what have you. Right. Um, and what's cool about that in 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 a city that can't afford it not everywhere can afford it yeah. but a place like miami it, it for sure is huge there uh tampa might be but on a smaller scale um but it's for a person that they value their time a lot or they're extremely busy or they're a mom or they're a parent or they're just like i don't like going out in traffic so they're like it 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 saves them a ton of stress and other stuff to have, have a person come to them. And also in the chiropractic field, just like other fields, when you have a person who you trust, um, you want to stay with that person and yeah. chiropractic yeah. is a big trust industry. Yeah. So did you find that the quality of referrals was way better too? Because way, if I'm like a multi-million dollar CEO, the person I refer you to because yeah. like, oh, this Dr. Sterling guy is great. He's helped me out. It's probably yeah. also going to be a high net worth individual. Yeah. And extremely. Yeah. And then, and, and they're so, they're so generous. Like w it, it changes the whole framework because when you're in an office, it's the flow of like you trying to get patients in, right? Like you're like, okay, how do I get new patients in? How do I do an ad or a, this, or how do I run a special? Or, like you're trying to get people in, but then with the other way, it's kind of like your, cl your clients, if you do a good job are like, I want to help out you like I want to give you people so I had a client who was like that was great I'm gonna call my brother and his wife and have them come here right now to get treated and I'll just pay for them I was like that's so good like I didn't have to do any advertising <laughs> yeah. and I just got like you know like a whole bunch of clients who brought in their family which is the ultimate sign of trust if they like if they're like I want you to treat a family member that's like the ultimate sign of like I trust you with my family is huge right yeah so that I was like Okay, this is this mm. is great. So it's just a different it's just totally different and I'm still I'm I'm still exploring it. Like I, I haven't even gone a hundred percent in on it. I've been I'm gonna be full time there in about a month or so. Um oh, awesome. into Miami doing just concierge. <clears throat> so I've been like having to set everything up and I've been I have some clients, but I haven't been there twenty four seven yet. So yeah. 
I'm It'll still blow exploring up for it. you as soon as I you get there, dude. Certainly hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, something that's super interesting is like our audience is for the most part, uh, I'd say like online entrepreneurs, and like. I keep looking at you and I'm like fixing my posture and like throughout <laughs> my work day, I'm like at my desk hunched over. I'm like, shit, yeah. like let me fix it. And then right back to it. Right. Yeah. So for our audience, like they could probably relate like posture is like a big focus for them because they're sitting at their desk all day. And, you know, I have a standing desk. I'm not always standing though. And so like, what are some recommendations you'd have to like these entrepreneurs to fix their posture? And then I also think there's so many business opportunities for you in that space. Like I can yeah. just see, I'm thinking like we host in-person events uh, awesome. for our coaching program of other online entrepreneurs. And like, it'd be sick to have you at an event and yeah. just like cracking backs, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I think people would love that. It'd be such a, I'm there. Experience. If you send me the invite, I'll 100%. be there. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, we'll talk after, but like, yeah. I think that's a big space just cause everyone's sitting at their desk all day. And that's probably where a lot of the problems are caused. Absolutely. I mean, that's where our world is going. Everyone will be on technology and, and all that. And I grew up, you know, I started my whole career in the Bay Area. So I saw people that worked at Apple and Facebook, mm. all tech people. So it, it's huge. It's so hard to, f to beat gravity. Like in the end, gravity will, will be able to beat you down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and force you to have poor posture. But you basically have to actively like fight against it. And you have to have enough, uh, you have to be conscious enough to know like, okay, I, I, need, to, I need to set aside time either having an alarm to um, stretch or be, or just be active enough that like every couple hours you stand up or you sit down and you have to figure out what is the best for you. So it's a little bit different yeah. and it caters to each individual a person who's like, I'm not really active at all. I don't really care about working out. It's like, it's gonna be really tough to have that person fix their posture mm. because you can't have a person have incredible posture and then them be also out of shape everywhere else. Yeah it's like a full body situation. So I'm all about trying to get your whole body right for what you want to accomplish out of your life. But I think, you know, everybody should be a as fit and strong and in, in good shape as they possibly can. Is my That's ultimate. the best thing you could do for posture. Yeah. To, to, ex to, to, to put exercise in as a part of your life as a daily habit, yep. but then also like consciously know what you're doing exercise wise. And if you don't have the knowledge or care about it, have somebody who does know to give you some input. You should do these exercises. And I'll say there is a, there is a difference between, you know, like stretching before an exercise and then doing a bunch of mobility for your spine and your movement. It's, it's, it's a different target. So if I'm gonna stretch to go for a run, I'm gonna stretch my quads, maybe my hamstrings, my calves. Okay, great, I'm good. But if you're like, I want to stretch for full body for, for, for the health of my spine, you're doing way different exercises yeah. and stretches and mobility workouts. So you just have to have a bit of nuance and, and understand like what it is that you're going after. Interesting. Yeah. I've been going to a chiropractor since I was like 15 because I had problems with my SI joint. And still to this day, I like, I fully believe in chiropractors. My brother yeah. will clown on oh, me because yeah. he's like a legitimate doctor. That's what I was saying. Right? Somebody like who's going through med school. Yeah. But I feel like that's kind of the skepticism is only from people who haven't in actually been school. to a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like once you try, I personally don't know anybody that has bad things to say about the practice. Scott's nodding his head behind the camera because he goes frequently as well. Yeah. I guess one like additional question to that, you mentioned like setting an alarm or just like, being conscious of the fact that you have poor posture while you're working at your computer. Is there like a good rule of thumb that you would give the people like us who are probably on their computer, I'd say like at least eight hours a day? 
that's yeah i would i would say like every hour if you could get up and move your body then you'll be able to reset the parts of your body that uh become fatigued so you have these uh parts of your body that are responsible for your good posture and after a certain amount of time they just fatigue but if you can stand up and you're able to move around you're able to reset that so then all of a sudden it can hold your posture better again but after two hours you're just like you can't help but like slouch you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. So you got to stand up and activate the body enough to know like, okay, great. Now I'm going to be able to get my body more awake to, you know, and then it's easier to hold your posture after you stand up, stretch, you get like a sip of water or you go for like a five minute walk or you're on a phone call. Just, you can have an AirPod in and just go like, you can take some circles around your apartment. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think you just have to actively, actively seek it out to improve your health in that manner. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. What do you think about it's super random, but like I've, I don't know. I see ads for like these like back straps that put your shoulders backwards and it's like forced through the strap. I yeah. feel like oh, it's just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts the on that? Posture correctors. Those are, <laughs> yeah. those are, um, okay. The ones, yeah. it, the problem is, is that, um, I would say if you're trying to purchase that as your only means of like change yeah and you're like well now i'm gonna have good posture i, I don't think it's, it's not gonna work yeah you have to actively strengthen up the part of your back that it's responsible for holding your posture now i do suggest that for certain patients that when their posture hits a certain like a threshold it aggravates pain and it causes them like a great amount of discomfort yeah. i'll say hey at the end of your day when you're fatigued, maybe they're a little bit older, or they're not in the best shape. I'm like, then throw on a pos this this posture thing to help you out uh, for that for those two hours of the day. But I don't want you to have this on all day. So this is like a, it's like a slight crutch to help you out. But I want you to also do these exercises and do these other things, and that's how you're going to actually change it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's not yeah. just like one easy fix, right? Right. You got to do as with all things, things in life. Right? Yeah. yeah there's not like an easy shortcut. Yeah. Like a $20 thing on Amazon. Right. Yeah. yeah so and, yeah, exactly. Going back to the, the sold, the personal brand content side of things, like what are some opportunities that have arised from your social media presence? Like in terms of maybe inbound clients, DMing you or booking, you know, adjustments from your social media, getting invited to things like uh, Coachella or the volleyball event, meeting cool people, influential people. Like what are some of the most notable benefits you've noticed from growing your social media? Yeah, um, I would say that's that's a good question. And at this point, I tie everything into my social media. So it's hard to know like what, you know, is or, or isn't from that. But I would say just the caliber of people that I'm able to connect with uh, and the people that I'm able to help out. I think if I didn't have my social media account, it would be way, way harder. Yeah. Um, and so all the events that you talked about for sure happened because of social media. Um, and, and then also like, I just get people, it just attracts other types of businesses. So I know, I don't know what it's gonna be, but I know like in the future, after I'm in Miami for like a year or so, that just by connecting with other people, having clients that are also pretty successful, that opportunities will continue to flow my way just because I'm there. Yep. And a huge part of it is having a social media presence because brands nowadays want that exposure. So I just know that that will help me. It's like a, 
part of the part of your um, attraction to a brand or to anyone that yeah. is interested in a partnership. So who's uh, the uh, who's the coolest person you've ever adjusted? Like entrepreneur, athlete. I don't want to name drop a lot of people, but I'll say I'll t I'll tell you a couple of stories that are are kind of funny. And one um, one has to do with Grant Cardone actually. So this was before I was even officially a chiropractor. I just got out of chiropractic school. I was kind of waiting to get my stuff. I was, I was here in Florida and uh, I knew the person that was taking care of his kids. And, and she hits me up. She's like, hey, Grant's in town and he hurt his back. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not even a chiropractor. I just graduated chiropractic school. So like, he should probably go see somebody that's legit. I mean, this is like Grant, like he, he deserves like the best, right? Um, and I was like, but like, I'll treat him just not as a chiropractor, as a friend. And then like, we'll see what happens. Right. And I was like, if you tell him all that and he's cool with it, then sure. I'll see him. And then, and then she says, okay, he's on his way. I was like, oh shit. I'm like in my apartment. I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, I don't even have an office. And I, I like, so I like have to set everything up in my, in my apartment. And he shows up like, like he and his wife. And, and it was like, great like i didn't even end up like like doing you know official adjustments but i helped him out in other ways and it was just i was like this is crazy the fact that he would come over but it helped him out it, then after that he brought over his twin his twin who came gary. over yeah he brought over gary so i took care of them both anyway that was super cool uh and then after i became an official chiropractor another cool one and another thing that actually helped to propel my content even further this happened during 2020 and this is right when COVID happened and we saw at our office like our patients um dropped like it just in half everything got cut in half everyone was like yeah. everyone was scared at that time as you know everything got cut in half and i was like i i need to like do something a little different this is like i need to like i i'm Innovate. like i'm like humbled i need to try just a bunch of stuff so I just, at that time, uh, TikTok houses were huge. <laughs> like, if you remember, um, I forget the, the name The Hype House, one. the Sway House? Yes. So what, the was the, house. what was like the Logan Paul and Jake Paul one back then? The, yeah, it was even before that. It was oh, with- uh, Team 10 House? Team 10, yeah. yeah that was, that was like a couple that. years before yeah. all the TikTok okay, stuff. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so it was that. And my then, bad, my bad. I, don't, then, I was a big not, fan of the Bryce Hall. The exact timeline of the TikTok houses. I was following them close, man. I'm going to brush up on my history. Yeah. So- so I just emailed, there were only like two or three at the time. So I emailed them all and I was like, yo, I know you guys do Cold content. email. Yeah. Love it. I, I, do, I do content also. If you guys ever have an episode that requires a chiropractor, hit me up. You know, and that time I was not even in LA, but I was like, I'm in LA. You just tell me when. I'll just pull up to the house. Easy, right? And then um, the clubhouse hit me up and was like, yeah, that actually works great. Can you be here on Saturday? I was like, flight booked. I'm there. Like, I showed up. And then that was awesome because they were just... Daisy Keach? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you have any riz with her? Yeah. No, actually, I didn't adjust her. But that was the house with her. And then Charlie Jordan, who's awesome. Damn. I've adjusted her a couple That's times. Cool. Abby Rao. Just, just, and, and, and then a whole bunch of other people, too. Um, and that was like... And then I got on their their platform of like the clubhouse platform. Oh, nice. And then I had some great content and that did great too. And then what's great about that is after you start to build up the content, like 
um, it's almost as if it's like it's like a trust a trust mm -hmm. factor. Yep. Because then other content creators are like, hey, I saw you do a post or content with blah. How did it go? Yeah. Assuming you did a really good job and you're a good person, they would go, it went great. You should do it. Then great, done. And then and then you just are able to able to build off of mm -hmm. all of that each time. And that's why I'm always like trying to be the best that I can with every encounter because yep. I never know who's going to talk to who. Yep. You know. So I'm always yeah. We have to nerd yeah. out on you real quick. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do cold email marketing as a business, basically. So exactly what you did with the houses, but for marketing companies or awesome. you know Facebook ads for chiropractors. I'm sure yeah. you get hit up with a ton of those all the time. All the time. Um, so yeah, how much how much care went into those emails? Were, were you like really personalizing them, really making them tailored to them, or did you just fire them off the hip and hope they land? No, there? I personalized it for sure because I mean at that time I that was not a strategy of mine. Yeah, I just like I'm sending out three emails and. To the only people that I know that that are in this platform of TikTok and yep. social media, and so I like I checked out their houses. I checked out who's in charge of the management team. I looked at like who are the content cr creators on the team, and I I kind of touched on all mm -hmm. of that. And I said, and then I also like to prove that I, I am who I say I am. I was like, here's my social, here's yep. my this. Check out my page. You know what I mean? And that's why I think it's so important to have a stable platform and page because it's like a business card. Yeah, yeah. So everyone just checks you out and within two or three seconds, they know if you're legit or not. Yep. And um, I just lost my train of thought. Someone go ahead. <laughs> I had a point to make. Just that grape is me. just... I was going to say. This is good, yeah. The grape. Yeah, we're all smoking the same cigar. The guy downstairs, shout out Dom, uh, gave a good sales pitch on this one. What's so, this called? The Ropa Vieja? Añejo, I believe. Añejo, Añejo I think. From yeah, Añejo. A Fuente. Supposed to be the best Arturo Fuente cigar. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, maintaining that relationship, right? Because you could have easily done oh, that. Oh, I have, I have that same question. It's yeah. like, what does the recurring model look like? When you, like, crack someone's back or neck or whatever, yeah. is that it? Or is there constant need? So if it's, like, for content, that's a little bit different. Because, like, you know, like, you shoot, you shoot a podcast and, and then... You don't bring okay. on the same guests. Right, right. Yeah. But, but from a different perspective from healthcare of like trying to actually change something in the body or keep somebody as healthy as possible, keep everything as optimal as possible. You want to do some sort of a recurring amount of care, just like you don't exercise one time and you're like, yeah. I'm good for the year. <laughs> it doesn't, that's just not how the body works. Yeah. Unfortunately, same thing with chiropractic is like we put our bodies through a lot with um, how we sit, when we exercise, when we travel, everything that we do, we play sports yep. that just tends to bang the body around a lot. So, um, you need to just make sure that everything is operating, communicating and, and, and able to function as well as possible. And that is through, that's why I do chiropractic. Cause I think that's kind of the best way, but there are a ton of other ways yeah. that help. The original point I was going to make, I just remembered is mm -hmm. when you, so you said you were in LA, like I'll be there, you know, no big deal. I'll be right at your house. I live in LA. Like, just shooting your shot and being readily readily available for those moments, right? I've heard. Yeah, we've had people on here that have cold emailed um, big marketing guys asking for an internship or a job, like I'm, and just picked up and moved across the country to go do it. Like just being ready to, you know, follow through on a, a hail mary that lands, right? Absolutely, and and I would say if I were to put myself in somebody else's shoes, who's like, who's like, hey, I want to apprentice you, or I want to be, you know, an an editor of your podcast, and they also then say, but tell me if you're serious because I'm going to have to quit my job. I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to find an apartment. You're like, bro, too many problems. 
Just yeah. tell me if you can be here or not. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't want them to like, I don't want to put any of my problems on anybody else. It's like, I know I can show up if they need me to, and I will arrange and fix everything else out. And, but if you like create problems for others, they don't want problems. They just want something to, to show help up them or out. someone to show up. Yeah. Right. So in that case, if you're like, you just tell me I'm available on the weekend. So I didn't say, you know, I have to fly down on the weekends. I just said my availabilities are on the weekends. That's when I'm not seeing patients, which is true. I just am not in LA, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I was like, I can book a flight. It's an hour flight. Anytime, anytime I'll be there. So I didn't tell them I had to book a flight and I had to rent a car and I had to stay on a friend's couch. Like I didn't yeah. say any of that. I just said, I'll be there. Yep. You say 10 AM, I'll be there. And that's, that's what counts. That should so be, uh, you obviously know Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. So we have a, a buddy of ours who, during COVID, cold emailed Andrew Tate and said, I want to be your videographer. Made him a really well done video. And Andrew Tate said, cool, I'm in Columbia right now. Find your way here and see if you're resourceful enough to work for me. And like, he had to go from America to Columbia during COVID and he had no clue how to get to the airport, no clue who to look for. He's like, I'll have a guy at the airport ready for you. See you in two days. And our buddy went to Columbia during COVID, obviously a mess to travel internationally to a country like Columbia during COVID. Yeah. And found the driver. The driver took him like four hours to some ops, like hotel off in the jungle. And he works for Andrew Tate now as Good a videographer. <laughs> but it's just like being ready to, That's that hustle. to say yes to a, an opportunity and yeah. say fuck it. And then so. he deserves it. If he made it go right. And it's yeah. also like a test. You know, he tested it. He's like, it's going to be hard, hard to work for me. So yeah. if you can, this is the first test. If you pass it, great. If not, then don't show up. Yep. <laughs> You know, crazy. It's a cool story. A lot of cool things happen through just you have to ask, right? And then, like you said, Christian, you have to also be ready for when someone says yes. It almost like catches you off guard. You're like, like with Grant Carter, you're like, holy shit, wait. Yeah, really? I was <laughs> like, I was like, my apartment's not even ready. Bro. I gotta, I gotta clean this. How was that up. interaction? I was just like, what's going on, brother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I. I think I need to hear this impersonation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Scott, take my seat real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. No, but, but it was actually great. He, he, uh, he's actually extremely nice, and he's a big personality, but in person, he's actually extremely nice. And, and uh, um, what, you know, I told him, I was like, look, you, know, you can't pay me. I can't accept payment because I'm not even a licensed doctor. I just can't accept payment, right? So... Uh, He's like, check your drawer when you leave. It's like right. 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, so, but then he saw on my book, <laughs> like I, I, book. I had like a, a Grant Cardone book, right? And yeah. so. It, Did you when, prop that there I, in preparation? No, no, I, <laughs> I didn't clean up. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, he saw that that was there when I took care of, when I took care of his brother. He, um, and I didn't even see this until like, until like a few days after the fact. But on the inside of the cover, he stapled just like a $100 bill and he wrote, <laughs> you know, like 10X your life, you know, some you know, like some grant stuff. Uh, and I still have it stapled on the thing. I never, so cool. never awesome. spent it too, but I just was like, Frame that. that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you know, although, uh, although because of inflation, now it's only worth half, but, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but it was still like, cool. I'm just going to frame that at some point, but it's just like, you know, anyway, he's a, he, he's a good guy. So, so how'd you get into like Grant Cardone? Like, I guess going a little bit more on the entrepreneurship side of things and running a business and you know, being a content creator, it sounds like Grant was one of the inspirations for you. Like, who else do you look up to in the entrepreneur space or content creators? Yeah. Where do you draw inspiration from, I guess, is the right question. Um, I've been kind of on a kick currently of people that are like, uh, that support 
you going off on your own, because this is my current next journey, is like to build something on your own. And that if you want something that is great where you can earn a good amount of income and you can influence other people the way that you want to, it's not for everybody. But if you can go out and create that on your own, then you will be able to like you have to do it on your own essentially so you have to figure it out so i like obviously alex hermosi i just read a hundred million dollar offers that book is great yeah, that's yeah. yeah if you actually like just did not read any other books and you just like if you were able to break that down and apply that to your business which i'm which i'm currently doing i was like dude there's some gems. Hormozzi's yes, actually our friend's dad. Really? No. <laughs> I was like, wait, he's young. <laughs> he follows our friend on Twitter, and uh, he'll DM him randomly, like, how's business? Because when Hormozzi first joined Twitter, he's like, who should I follow? And people recommended our friend because he has a pretty big following on Twitter. So Hormozzi follows him. He'll DM him randomly, like, how's business? Bro, and imagine <laughs> cracking his back. Oh, my Jesus. God. Yeah, he's, <laughs> guys are, he's pretty thick. Beast. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he'll just get a DM. Like, he'll give him business advice. And our buddy will be like, thanks, dad. Like, like <laughs> implementing this. take off some layers. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I like Patrick Bet David a lot. Yes, yeah, he's great. I actually met him at the model volleyball event. Awesome guy. They had a they had uh, like a, a booth, a booth, right? Yeah, yeah. we were close cool. to uh, actually canceling this because we were going to go down to Fort Lauderdale <laughs> and interview Patrick Bet David. You were? We were going to, but rescheduled. Rescheduled. Yeah, hopefully soon. Soon. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Sh uh, he's Shout he's out awesome. Legend. Yeah. yeah, another he's, cool connection through yeah. cold emails. Mm -hmm. uh, recently we connected through on twitter just because we put out content and this is like a lot of these stories should be uh the reason i think we're telling them is to encourage the audience to go out and do similar things right like put out content send emails because we put out content someone reached out because we talked about cold email and he landed uh like a really high position with patrick bet david by sending him a cold email and he moved from norway like on a whim's wow. notice like because PBD answered his email and said, sure, like, come work for me. And he did. And he's been working for him for four years. He's like his right-hand man. And it was all because of a cold email and just amazing. being able to do whatever it takes to show up and not cause yeah. problems for PBD. And so it's just stories like that. You know, you, you just ask, put it out there, and then do whatever you got to do to make it happen. Like, that's yeah. like every success story. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You just have to put yourself out there, though. So many people won't. Yeah. But if you're just constantly shooting your shot enough, something is going to break your way. Yeah. If you are that type of person who wants to kind of go their own path, even if it's a 1% chance, okay, great. You yeah. got to put up 100 shots. Yeah. And, you know, one's going one's gonna to make it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I had a friend who was like, uh, who, who said the other day, he's like, you're, you're just great at, at asking people for, like, for stuff or like for favors or just asking people just like in general. I was like, I never thought of it that way. And, and. I kind of thought about it and I was like, I think it's because genuinely like I enjoy other people and I want them to do great and amazing. And I think like, I hope they would want the same for myself. So I'm just kind of putting that out there and I'm like, if there's any way I can help you, hands down, I will do it. I'm not just trying to like extract, Yeah. you know what I mean? I'm trying to give as much as possible. And so I feel great asking for stuff because I give all the time too. So I just know it's, it's a big circle. If you give, you give, you give, then other people will be able to give to you. And it, it doesn't have to be a, I gave to a, and then he gave back to me. It's kind of like, it's like a whole ecosystem of all of us helping yeah. each other out. You know what I mean? So like, I think that was the right approach and, and, and the mentality that I had that I was like, so I don't feel bad because I know that I'm going to do right by that person. And I hope that they would do the same to me as well.
Yeah, the foundation of it is just good intention, right? And doing good work, um, mastering exactly. your craft, not just you know just showing up and trying new things. Like yeah. you've spent years mastering your craft, mm-hmm. and so now you can show up and do good good work. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions, like you were saying, is like a lot of people are scared to put out content. You mentioned earlier that like in the beginning you're like, should I put this out? Should I not? Because uh, of the potential backlash. And I guess my question is. Um, you've been posting so consistently for like three, four years now, which is awesome. And there are a lot of guys that made the decision to, you know, put themselves out there and they're just not seeing the traction for you. Was it more of like, there was one post that hit big and then it was just skyrocket or was it a slow climb up in regards to just followers, views, uh, stories, like some of the ones you've mentioned? I would say it goes in like tears. It's slow, it's slow, it's slow. And then it jumps. Yeah. And then it's slow, it's slow, it's slow, and it jumps. But whenever you get a jump, or I would get a jump, I'd be like, wait, like, like, is it just a fluke? Or am I like onto something a little bit different? So I always try to do something that still has the core concept of what was successful, but like, how do I tweak it? Like, on, on the video that did 100 million views, I didn't even have a microphone, <laughs> like, on that person. And I was like, okay, I need to, like, up my quality here and get it. An, actual microphone so people can hear like the cracking because that's what they they enjoy that's a key part of it right so i was like okay good so let me like keep the core concept add another part to it i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a better quality camera and a better microphone okay is that helpful great it's continuing to help and then just also trying to be different in a way because if you are just regurgitating the same thing that everybody else is that's why you're probably not growing that much Mm -hmm. and that's why as i said like I'm trying to like do something a little bit different in the chiropractic content space. And in the beginning, like everyone was like, Oh, you're adjusting hot girls. Like that's like, that's different. That's crazy because not, not everybody like, I guess has that access or has that ability or isn't in Miami beach. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of people in Miami beach. And then to put yourself out there to like be in the 80 degree sun all day, just adjusting, it's not comfortable. Yeah. But in the end, I got a lot of great content that was a catalyst for other stuff. Yeah. I respect you because a lot of people on Instagram have this huge follower count. And they have like four likes on a post. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, but yeah. I go on your engagement. It's like 50K, 80K, 100K views consistently. Yeah. So I can tell that you've built a following the right way instead of. Yeah. And, and I would say to not purchase fake stuff because then once you do that, you have to do it forever because then a person can tell as soon as you stop paying for the engagement, they're like, you went to 2000 likes every post, so now 25. (laughs) Then you have to keep purchasing it to keep up the image. And there, you know, so I haven't purchased anything. And as a result, there are times where like a post, it doesn't do that great. Maybe only gets a couple hundred likes, but it's real, you know what I mean? And then there's other ones that do incredible. And I'm like, great, so let me just tweak that concept. But I never get like, and you can tell me in the comments, like when you're in like an engagement group, you can tell they're fake. Yeah. They go, awesome, bro. This is so High fives. Cool. Clap, clap. So awesome. Great. You know, like <laughs> that, you can just tell it's not real. Yeah. And so the, there, there is no point unless you're trying to boost your own ego to be in these engagement groups, unless it's going to really help you grow through like actual growth of like impacting the people that you want. Yep. You know? So, I mean, I followed you on Instagram for a bit. I feel like a lot of your content is adjusting, working, and or going to the gym. Like, what do you enjoy doing outside of work? Is it a lot of time spent working out, traveling, playing soccer? Like, what is your what kind of hobbies do you have, and what are you really into outside of work? Yeah, um, 
right now I'm just in, in like the mindset of continuing to, um, grow my business. And I guess it's kind of like, I guess it's like, I guess that would fall into the category of work. But what I enjoy doing is like tying in cool things like this. Like this is like content. You could call this work, right? Yeah, this, exactly. Uh, this 100%. could be an expense. It's a lifestyle business. Yeah. But like, I also enjoy people. Like I want to be able to like, I think it's super important to have a community of friends and connections that you can, yep. that you actually enjoy hanging out with. And it's not just like your office coworkers, but you're like, and then what's good about that is then you can help other people that are like, oh, I'm in the space of blah. You're like, dude, I got five friends in that space. I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect you because you're a good guy. And so I just enjoy hanging out with other people that are accomplishing good, cool stuff in the world. And because of that, um, you then get invited to like cool stuff. So I like to do stuff right now where I feel like I'm productive. So, you know, I don't really drink that much. I, um, but it's also cause I'm in a, I'm in a stage where like I need to be on my game. I, I, I haven't hit a tier where I'm like, I can relax. I don't yep. want to necessarily do that, but I enjoy myself while also being productive. So if that's going out, if a friend is like, I'm gonna go out on a boat with a whole bunch of friends that are awesome. I'm like, great. Cool. Business like, opportunity. Yeah. So I'm just like trying to be in that channel and like trying to be also around really good people. Uh, I've been, I've been becoming a little bit more strict on like who's in my circle because um, I think I have, I have some catching up to do, but I think when you're, when you have the wrong people in your circle, it just, it makes it seem okay to like do things that don't get you anywhere closer to your goal and it detracts it like heavily from your goal. So I'm just like, but, but at the same time, if you're like a good person, that's, I'm like, let's do stuff. Let, like I want to flow power and help to that person. Uh, but that's how I would say I've been spending my time lately. Yeah. 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 I, think, I, think yeah I feel like we're all at very similar. Yeah. I think it's like life. a misconception. I was asked a similar question on a podcast. Like, what do you do like outside of work? Like to have fun. I'm like, I have fun working. Like I, yeah. like I literally built this business around what I want to be doing every single day. I make like my work fun. Yeah. It's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. need to escape from what I do for work. That's the reason why we do entrepreneurship and yeah. online business and mix in our passions. So yeah. I think that's awesome, dude. Um, I guess like, what do you see, uh, you know, moving to Miami, obviously, there's going to be tons of opportunities that come your way. Also, probably a lot more temptations on the other side of that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's like, the going it's a part of it. Opportunity and distractions. <laughs> yeah. are, they come in hand in like, hand. Bro, all the Latinas here have perfect posture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks to me. Guy gets around. Um, so I guess like what's your... Do you have long-term or, or short-term, long-term goals for moving out there? And just like, where, where are you going with the business is, I guess, what I want to ask. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think about it and, you know, I have tiers of where I see myself in a few moves, but it's like, I have to actually like do the first move first before I get to move five. Yep. So obviously I want to be able to build out an amazing clientele and a business that people trust in Miami. Then what I would love to do is hire another awesome chiropractor or other practitioners to expand my services. Um, but it's like, you know, it has to be a certain type of a person. It can't just be your average chiropractor. You know what I mean? Someone that you could be boys with basically, right. right? And they have to fit like the niche of Miami concierge person that also is able to walk, able to walk the walk, not just I'm a chiropractor, but I'm like overweight, don't take care of myself. And I was just going to say, I feel like a big thing is being in shape and 
absolutely having a good practicing posture. what you preach yeah. absolutely because like yeah. going to a doctor and they're like way overweight trying to give you advice on your diet it's like holds no water yeah yeah yeah. So like down the road, like even a couple steps past that, would you ever entertain like a franchising model? Just because you already have so much reach, <clears throat> yeah. which makes like a very cool competitive advantage for you. Yeah, I think that would be cool. And what I'm actually interested in, and this also touches on who I, who I get inspiration from is this girl, Cody Sanchez. I don't know if you- Oh, I love Cody yeah. Sanchez. Her content. So good. So yeah. good. So good. So I like the aspect of purchasing smaller businesses mm. and like- acquisitions in the health, health in the health and wellness space yep. so i want to be able to acquire them but each of them like flow power to each other so it's kind of an ecosystem of small businesses because i think that's what's also cool about america is that it's small business centric and that's how you are able to you know contribute to the american dream and that yep. economy is you're able to employ a bunch of small businesses and you're able to do it in that manner. So that's why I like it. And, and, and that's kind of the other avenue I would say is acquisitions at some point down the road as well of other cool. small businesses that flow into, like maybe I get an IV business or I get something else that flows towards it and it just is able to build. Yeah, we'll connect you with our buddy named Chandler. He actually mm -hmm. did the same thing. Instead of really? starting his own business, he acquired another business, but he's in the process of launching uh, like a consulting offer for people looking to get into it. And they got a whole that. team that yeah. helps out with the deal. So yeah. free plug to our boy Chandler, but he's also <laughs> a, a Tampa guy. So okay. pretty cool. Well, I'm going to be in Tampa a lot too. I'm just going to, yeah. I'm going to move my roots to Miami, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be here too. Cause my family's here. Yeah. And th there's also honestly a great entrepreneur community in Tampa, which I was kind of surprised about until I met, you know, like Simon and yeah. all these other guys. I was like, I didn't even know. Yeah, this, Danny this and I here. went to uh, Simon's event, the Tampa Entrepreneurs. So it was cool. I'm going to be at the next one. It looked yeah. awesome. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Cool. You guys want to do lightning round? Lightning round. Nice. So Except we, we the lightning. <laughs> you got to change the name. Guy loves, <laughs> guys next door neighbors with the lightning and he hates them. But um, so we always finish our episodes with lightning round. Team. Basically just a few quick questions that. Are meant to be quick, but they tend to stump some people. <laughs> so okay. no pressure. Um, okay. But the first one is if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oof. Other uh, than us three. Yeah. Besides you three. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I know you want to choose us, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I'd kill all you. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I would say Kobe because nice. just the his approach to everything was incredible. His ability to impact the entire world was incredible, and just his his whole approach to everything uh, is untouched. You know, so I would say him. I would say someone. Um, I don't really necessarily have a name, but a person who was like a founding father of like the, uh, I guess like of like early, like early days America when they put together the concept for America. I'd be so interested to know like yeah. what did they kind of envision not this <laughs> yeah how far off are we <laughs> how can we fix it it's not good uh, man. yeah it's not good. stuff like that and then um and then and then who else i would say um i don't know at this point it's all about people that like i respect so you know it might be it might be a person such as I mean, it would be, uh, this might be controversial, but it'd actually be cool to have a dinner with like Andrew Tate, just because um, also just everything. 
also because of impact and how much he's able to impact. I think despite all of the clips and there are some people that like ultimately hate the guy, mm. you can have a conversation with the person that you hate. I don't hate him, but yep. you could and still gain a lot of information New and insight. too. And I also just think um, his, the way that he wants to impact the world and, and help humanity is actually admirable. So I think that would be awesome to have a sit down with him. That'd be a solid cool group. group. A lot of cigars involved. Yeah, yeah, it would be. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. Next question in the lightning round is uh, LeBron or Jordan? That's not even a question. But. <laughs> For what? Who's For, the go? Who's the go? Jordan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got it's it's got to be. I think just because of uh, I don't know if you've seen like I like LeBron a lot too, um, but I just think. It was it was a different game, and also I think that Jordan was uh, so so invincible, and like he actually like instilled crazy fear into everyone. It's not like oh I'm gonna have a good game against him, I'm gonna shut him down. It's like oh shit man, gotta go against. I know he's gonna whoop my ass. Like I already know he's gonna whoop my ass, and there's nothing I can do about it because he is crazier than I am. Like he's a psycho about about being amazing and great. Yeah, and so I just think. If you aren't of that same caliber, you like you just can't beat him. Yeah. But I think LeBron is one of the craziest athletes of all time. You mentioned that you played soccer in college, and yeah. we've also got like a lot of people internationally that listen to it. Uh, and soccer is obviously the biggest sport over there. So I got to ask: Are you a Ronaldo or Messi guy? <laughs> I'm just gonna start this train yeah. with like. <laughs> oh shit! Another controversial topic. Uh, I'm. I was when I was playing. I was way more of a Ronaldo guy for sure. Ronaldo guy. Yeah, just because I mean like. He was also just kind of like a bit more flashy, which I yeah, thought was yeah. cool. Like I got all these orange shoes and like <laughs> green shoes. I was like that at that time in college, like that was who I was. And I was like, you still got the orange. Shoes. Yeah, I still got, I still got the orange <laughs> shoes. What position did you play? Uh, outside, mid and forward. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So neither of those questions were actually <laughs> lightning round questions. Okay. <laughs> I, I just heard you mention Kobe and sports and stuff. So yeah. I thought it'd be funny to ask because yeah. we like us three have this argument all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actual lightning round question. I think would be uh, if you could just put out one tweet that everyone on the platform would see once, what would you say and why? A tweet, think of like two or three sentences basically. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that growth is on the other side of discomfort and that you have to go through discomfort in order to grow. So embrace it and don't, don't cause don't turn that discomfort into suffering because you're trying to fight it. Mm. Embrace the discomfort and understand it's part of your growth. And on the other side of that, you'll be like, damn, I'm really glad yeah. I did that. I heard a really like similar quote that was like, pain is necessary, but suffering is not. Yeah. And it's like a lot of people just choose suffering voluntarily because they, they're trying to avoid pain, but like suffering is a lot worse. And it's just all in your approach of your mind of how you approach it because you could be like, I do like cold baths and stuff and like, I don't enjoy the cold. So I could suffer every single time I go in there. Yep. But I just, I don't, I go, this is uncomfortable. But like at the end of it, I feel amazing and I feel like I've accomplished and conquered something. And so I think that's also what you can take into other aspects of your life. Love that. So I made up my own lightning round question last time on the spot. And I felt <laughs> like it actually went really well with Pat, which will be releasing soon. Um, It'll already be out at this time by now. But <laughs> let's say Jeff Bezos calls you up 
says, you know, I hurt my back. It's, yeah. uh, it's not going too well. I was picking up one of our packages. You go out there, you crack his back. He's like, oh, thanks. You did a fantastic job. And he just chucks you $100 million. Yeah. You know, it's Why Jeff not? Bezos. Yeah. Are you still doing the same thing the next day? Or are you completely dropping what you're doing right now and pursuing other interests? Like, what does that look like? I think that's a good, that's a good question. I would not necessarily drop the stuff that I'm doing, but it would help me jump three or four steps. Mm. So maybe I'd go instant, instantly into Or like 100 million steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would go quickly into like understanding acquisitions and how do I grow something. But I would still do the same core stuff because if you don't have the core uh, processes and, and like the foundations for how to run a business, it doesn't matter how many employees I have or like, or like how, cause it's just gonna fail. So like I would still have to, I still have to walk the path, but it would help me walk way, way faster. Um, and I would still be in the space of health and wellness. And I would just, just I, it would help me jumpstart my impact and my reach. So for you, it sounds like you really enjoy the game of business. Yeah. Right, like you wouldn't stop it even if money was an object. Me and Christian always have this conversation where Christian's like, if I reach a certain amount, I'm good. I'm Dude. clocking out, if I'm I, going to Costa Rica. Mil, I'm like, see ya. <laughs> He's just not working anymore. But like, you still have to be, you your your happiness comes from accomplishment right. not from right. owning stuff i think so i think where that differs is i would probably spend a lot of time traveling and podcasting and okay yeah just, so you're still produce you're still working yeah you would just, i couldn't i don't think i could ever stop working yeah it would just be like it's just in a different way really fun work that you can throw a lot of money at like i don't know yeah it would just be a lot more fun and it would be a lot a, easier <laughs> yeah it would be yeah. a lot easier It'd be at a, it'd be on a private just sell jet. a course on how to be a top G, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shakes it. He shakes his head. Um, so I have two different ones that I could ask. I actually want to ask this one. I think it'd be fun. So we're golf guys. The Masters big tournament. Every year the winner, the next year they get to host a dinner for all the other champions and you get to design your menu. Okay. You get an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. What's your, what would your Masters dinner look Oof, like? Masters dinner. Uh, appetizer? I mean... Are we going fancy or are we going anything you want? Because I don't, I don't, because because I'm, I have some dietary restrictions, so like I don't eat like crazy fancy, but I love good Italian food too. So, um, I mean, for the appetizer, I would do some sort of like, some sort of like pasta mm. appetizer, but like small, like a, like a small dish. Also, completely not Italian. Everyone loves fries, so I'd like some really like exquisite <laughs> fries with some steak on there, like high end, nice, like high end fries. I'm liking it. And then, uh, just like the best pizza you ever had, any 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 topping, any flavor you want as like the main entree, and then some sort of like gluten free dessert, like some chocolate. Also, it's really hard to find gluten free like pastries so if you can find some really incredible gluten-free pastries sounds like a good dinner man yeah it was some espresso at the end nice yeah, yeah just Damn, bro, making me hungry Solid. yeah dude Solid. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah what else do we got for the lightning round um i have the last one actually okay. real quick i think you would uh blow these guys minds how old are you 34 <laughs> what yeah. so first of all how the fuck how do you what's the secret man because when i'm 34 <laughs> i want to look this young yeah, uh, I, you also, know. Also, yeah, I was thinking that too. When you were talking about, yeah, there's four years of school, then another three, four years of school. I was like, <laughs> like math, shit, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, did he just do this when he was 12? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I would say one is, I mean, I always kind of 
had a baby face, so I matured a little bit after everyone, which I think was kind of, um, it was, I think it was a benefit because I was, I, I kind of, I kind of had to step up. I was like, I felt like I was always a bit behind, but I, so I matured a little bit late and then, so good genetics. And then also like, I've been gluten-free and eating good since I was like 10. Cause like my parents are just like crazy about that. Yeah. And then I also have been active as an athlete since I was like six. Like, I think I played, I played like three sports in high school. So active eating well, um, pretty good genetics, but just like constantly on top of that. And then I don't drink a ton anymore that, that ages you. Um, and yeah. Nice. It's like Tom Brady, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I hope, the, I hope. the, the question <laughs> was, if you could say anything, one thing to your 18 year old self, what would be your piece of advice? Learn about business way sooner. Love that. And understanding the impact of how much you actually need to earn and to make to, to not be a slave to a job or to money. Very solid. Ooh. Yeah. Last question is, well, first off, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, this is great. This was really cool, man. Yeah, man, I had a blast. Um, crushed it. This was very different than, I would say, our typical guest. Like, first doctor on the show. Yeah, hey, <laughs> First doctor <laughs> on the show. Pretty cool. Um, but where can our audience find you, follow you, learn more about your story, the work that you do? Just get involved with, uh, you know, everything that you're working on. Yeah. My main platform would be Instagram, and that is at Dr. Sterling. So it's, it's kind of spelled, it's all spelled out like on my hat. Uh, uh, same handle for TikTok, um, same handle for YouTube. Um, and then just, I would say that I'm going to be adding more to my website. That's also my website name. I've gotten pretty good at the branding, which is good. <laughs> so all Dr. Sterling, Easy but just find. all spelled out. Um, yeah, and then I'm pretty responsive on all, all my platforms. Like I respond pretty much to everybody that is like genuine and like an actual person uh, that has a genuine, you know, like question. Like I respond to other people that are in chiropractic school all the time. Like, Hey, I got a question about blah. That's like, cool. I'm glad you responded. I was like, of course, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I enjoy doing that. Um, that's how I would say, say they could stay connected. Awesome, man. Sweet. Yeah. I got to sneeze. So this be good. <laughs> no, I actually do. Yeah. One time Dick. I was talking and he just, on purpose, sneezes. No, I didn't. Dude, it was, that was so not on purpose. purpose. <laughs> Bro, I had to sneeze. Oh my god! How could you right. sneeze that loud? If like, why would I do that? <laughs> All right, this is. Uh... <laughs> but um, I'll say I, I appreciate uh, that you guys had me on the podcast. Of course, and, and I respect the hustle too. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this podcast grow, and I, I hope it does awesome. And and I'm appreciate always like, I'm always a fan of people that are able to put in the work this is a saturday you know yeah so we're here on a saturday um and i think you guys will do awesome so i appreciate you guys having me on as well of course man thank oh, you yeah. man thank you for that appreciate it appreciate absolutely. it absolutely what we love to do sweet so. sweet yeah good stuff bro all right guys later great stuff man thank you man appreciate yeah, it